Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome in to Studio de Jeffrey and Studio de Halle. It's good to see you guys today for Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. That's me, and that is former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And we are brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, who remains your number one source for all of your betting this season. Hopefully, you've been having some fun with the college hoops. They had all that covered at Bet Online. They got you covered for all other sports. Check out some NBA action. Good job, Mavericks. Don't worry about making the playoffs. Just keep losing, even though you have two of the best players in the sport. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but Bet Online, they got you covered for every single sport you could possibly dream of. And sports are a little more fun when you got a little skin in the game. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive that bonus. Bet Online. Dot ag where the game starts promo code bleav believe uh hi jesse i see you i see you flexing your wealth a little bit right there you know your 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 your, your social economic hierarchy status with your dallas upside down hat those hats are always sold out can't get them anywhere but you somehow find a way to get one and not not just like not just the corny colors like cuz like they have like the lime green that nobody really wants or like the forest green that nobody wants like you got the good white good white you got a white and blue hat the upside down Dallas hat that just shows that shows your celebrity status your economic status a little bit greater than mine and yeah. all of those others who are watching who can't get our hands on hats like that I'll tell you what it actually shows it actually shows my ability to make friends uh-huh. um the Nooch, the great Nooch, Ben DiNucci, quarterback of the Seattle Sea Dragons, is part owner of the company. His girlfriend was an all-conference volleyball player at James Madison, and she is on my Monday night volleyball team. So, <laughs> shout out to Bryn, who brought me eight of them, and I picked the one I wanted and gave the rest to coworkers. <laughs> That's a nice hookup right there. That's a nice – you think you think the Nooch is making more money on the, on the hats than he is playing football right now? Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I always wonder about that strategy where they have the drops and then they don't have any, and then they have the drops and they don't have any, like, is that better or worse for your pockets? Like if they were just always available, would they just go in a hurry and then it's over? I don't know. Well, I mean, the strategy behind business is supply and demand, right? What you don't want to do is oversupply and then your demand goes down. Now you're stuck with a bunch of hats that you can't offload. So it's much better to have the waiting list than it is to have an inventory that's just sitting, especially like you're not like new era where you're like shipping a huge amount of product out. Like you're kind of, it's kind of a relatively small base when you think about the grand scheme of business. We're just talking about Dallas, right? Like even though that sports is worldwide, but it's still just one team and not 32 teams. Are you saying you want one? Um, yeah, I do. Okay, what color you want? The same one that you have. Okay. Yep. I get you one. <laughs> All right. I think, I think I can make that happen unless they have zero at the house, but I don't think they have zero at the house. I bet they got a couple. Yeah. Uh, this is believe in the Dallas Cowboys and Jesse, we hadn't chatted in a while because honestly the season ended and then there was work and then there was stuff and it's just like, Jesus, the schedule and oh my God, what's happening. Uh, and that's on me because I have been busy. 
Yeah. Uh, but we're going to try. We've tried to snuggle in Thursdays at 1130. We can record and then I can upload it and people can see it probably Thursdays around noon and we can keep believing the Dallas Cowboys going plus it's draft season. And I haven't talked to you at all about Cowboys off season or draft season. So I want to start with Cowboys off season. Mm-hmm. Mission accomplished. Um, You know, the Cowboys. Yeah. Like you can't crap on ownership right now in front office ship right now. Like, like that's, they, they did a lot of signing their own, which they normally do. And I think the two biggest, like the off-season signings of Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Cooks, maybe you agree, maybe you don't agree. It's, it's good value, right? It's good value. It's, it's relatively low cost with the potential to have a very high reward, right? Uh, you know, Brandon Cooks has been uh, six 1,000-yard seasons for three different teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, in his eight-year career, I think it was eight years, seven, eight years, he's had six 1,000-yard receivers, and he played for four different franchises. So, And he's played with some really good quarterbacks, and he's played with some not-so-many-good quarterbacks. And, of course, Stephon Gilmore. Now, we wanted Stephon Gilmore like three years ago, but I guess, like, in the words of Drake, like, better late than never, but the late is probably better, never late is better. But we got him. We, we, got, we got Stephon Gilmore, so that gives us, if healthy – that gives us Stefan Diggs. I'm sorry, excuse me. It gives us Trayvon Diggs. That's his brother. Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Gilmore. You get Jordan Lewis come back. You had Bland, who really stepped up and played well this year. Um, we don't have to rely anymore unless there's a huge rash of injuries on Bossman Fat. You don't have to worry about that anymore. And guys like Israel Mukwamu and other guys can continue to develop their skills. And we like it's easier to for a guy to develop skills at our leisure, right? The team's leisure than the develop skills to be forced into action because you don't have anybody there. So I think the Cowboys front office did a very good job this offseason with signing their own and then getting good, good quality players, good value for the player that they signed in, in Gilmore and Brooks, uh, Brooks, Cooks, that's Brooks, Brandon and Cooks combined. Brooks. Yeah, just slap it all together. No, I, yeah, I think like, those are uh, worst case scenario. I mean, assuming reasonable health, worst case scenario, you have a solid starting corner and a solid starting receiver. Best case scenario, you still have a Pro Bowl corner and a thousand yard receiver. Like you can't go wrong with that. You had the money to take on their salaries, rock and roll. Let's go. Um, and I think my idea of an offseason is just the goal is get ready to draft and not be forced to draft anything. Like, you don't go into the first round and be like, well, we forgot to get that position, and so we're going to pick our 40th best player because he's the best guy at that position. Yeah. And I think they're mostly ready to do that. Uh, the one thing that I kind of have questions about is hearing Jerry and then McCarthy talk about the offensive line where it sounds like maybe Terrence Steele's about to be trying to play guard and Tyron Smith might be your right tackle, and so I wonder if they don't need uh, another real-life starting offensive lineman. Uh, but outside of that, I, I feel like they're – pretty much ready to draft Does the offensive line. Do you have any takes or any confusion on what in the world is going to happen there based on quotes of the last three days? Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just when things are going in the right direction for the Cowboys, Jerry they, talks, they got to craft a car. Like they just, <laughs> you're going smooth, bro. Like you're going smooth. Like everything that you've done this off season has been in a, I'm not saying championship. I'm saying you're on the lane to put your team in a position. But then you gotta you, you always have to just do this weird 
weaving out of the cruise control lane into four lane traffic and then go, yeah, we're going to move Terrence Steele to guard. Wait, wait, what? What? what, what, what? And, and, and then Tyron Smith might go back to left tackle. Wait, hold, wait, stop. Like, just stop, stop sabotaging yourself. Don't sabotage yourself. Leave Terrence Steele to me at right tackle. It looks like he's headed back. You know, um, leave Tyler Smith at left tackle and figure the rest out. Figure out the Beata situation. Figure out that left guard situation. Draft. Find some more guys to bring in during training camp. But when you start doing this whole shuffle thing around and guys are not playing, I don't I don't know the love and infatuation that they still have with Tyron Smith. I guess the hope is that he's going to stay healthy. Hadn't done it in six seasons. But, hey, what the hell? Another year older, another season under his belt, maybe this might be the year he stays healthy. I doubt it. But just leave Tyler there. Leave Terrence over there and then figure out the I, I get the I, I get I understand what they're trying to do. Right? For for this offense to be successful with this quarterback, you need to shore up the middle of that offensive line. And when Dak Prescott is at his best, he's able to step up in the pocket, he's able to deliver the ball down the football field, whether that's short, intermediate, or deep. But you need to have a solid interior. You need to have some sort of guard center combination where they're able to sustain blocks a little bit longer up the middle and not be in the quarterback's lap majority of the football game. I I understand it. I I understand the the attempt to secure that. I don't don't agree with the methodology of the way they're doing it or trying to do it or, or proposing to do it. Yeah, I would I would actually put Tyron Smith back at left tackle, Tyler Smith at guard with the understanding that if Tyron gets hurt, you're going back out there. And then I just need to make sure I have a backup guard and a backup tackle ready. And if life is perfect, then we're rocking and rolling with our best five on the field. And if life is not perfect, then we'll be ready. Uh, I don't think Chuma Idoga is an answer. And I bet in the first two or three rounds, we're going to hear an offensive lineman's name called. And I bet it's probably a guard. Um, but at least... The way my brain works for the Cowboys, I'm not forced to do anything. The way that they're making it sound like their brain works, I guess they aren't either if they're thinking Terrence Steele's their left guard and Tyron is their right tackle. I'm just like, you are doing a whole lot. You could just do what they've done their whole careers and what Tyler Smith has done in his young career and go play football. But hey, hey, your guy, Freaky Mike, he's my guy too, but you have a nickname for him. Your guy, Freaky Mike, the one thing I do like is that whatever they're doing, it's his. Like yeah. he he's owning these. This is him. We're done with all that. There's people here that I didn't invite to my party and that they made <laughs> me have at the party. It'll be Mike. And that's what I want in the head coach is you do it. And that way I know if I need to fire you, <laughs> yeah. you do it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think this is, I mean, honestly, this is the, this is the end all be all for Mike, right? It's like either you have success now or your address will change. That's yeah. just what it is. Like that's, and I mean, like real success, like an NFC East Championship appearance. Like, well, and I and I think he went in and told them that. Where it's like, look, I know my butt's on the line all the time, and I really don't want my butt to be on the line with someone else doing crap. Like, let me have it. Give it to me, and put it on the line, and let me actually do my thing. Get Kellen out of here. I'll do it, and we'll party. Um, before I get to my mock draft roundup, two other things with how the Cowboy roster sits right now. Tight end group without Dalton Schultz. 
are you happy and comfortable with that? Or do you want to add to that? And then the idea of running back in the first round, how do you feel? I have been on record for about a month and a half now. My two biggest, I thought, for the Cowboys to really find themselves in a position to be serious contenders, I called it a flexi-sexy. Um, I, I, this offense, this quarterback needs a flexi-sexy tight end. It does. It, it's for as much as it wants to throw the intermediate foot passes and Dak loves a good tight end. He wants to get the ball to the tight end. Get him a flexi sexy. Go get him, go get him someone like like I'm not saying that like, Travis Kelsey is a unicorn, right? George Kittle is a unicorn. I'm not saying go get those guys, but go get somebody who 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 can who can really like on a consistent basis make plays for you. Like catch the if you're gonna run the wild hooks all day, cool, that's fine. But get somebody who got a little wiggle to him that 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 eight yard wide stick or that wide hook turns into a 30 yard game on a consistent basis or who becomes a, a real threat in the in the offense. So I, I am I I am all for a flexi sexy. I think that should be the route that they go. And I get the I get the infatuation with Bijan, right? If Bijan's there at 26, I get it. I get it really good. And I'm biased. I'm biased. You know who his running back coach is one of my best friends. I Tashard Tashard Choice, as well as as well as uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs at Alabama. He stole him away from Alabama and had him at Georgia Tech before he left and went to go to Texas. So the the two top two of the top probably four or five running backs in the NFL draft this year come from the the the. Oh, the no, two. it's two of it's two of two. Okay, yeah, the, the, yeah the, it's two of two. Those two guys come from. I consider him one of my brothers. From his his tutelage, his teaching, um, but I just I, I look at the I look at the way the league is going, and and I'm surprised at you. I really am, because you are you are, you are and have been captain, old captain of the we don't need running backs in the National Football League very high, and 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 a lot of you guys are turning. B. John has turned, a lot of you guys have turned, and B. John has made you guys say, well, let's go get a running back in the first round. And I know 26 is like the second round. Of, I just think that pick, the Cowboys did us a great job on value. There's so many running backs in this league that can give you some of what Bijan gives you, a multitude of what Bijan gives you, and you don't have to get – like you can go get something else at that pick and still have quality running backs in the National Football League. This team doesn't need a Bijan Robinson. It can use a Bijan Robinson. It doesn't need a Bijan Robinson. It needs a tight end. It needs – another defensive interior lineman. It needs, I think, uh, um, I would like another veteran linebacker, but it needs um, some offensive linemen. Those things this, this team needs, Bijan would be uh, a luxury, not necessarily uh, a need for this football team. Oh, yeah, Bijan is a really fun debate for me versus me. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really like fighting myself on it. Because uh, I, I guess for me, it kind of comes down to picking a running back at number four overall will always be stupid. Um, picking a guy that five years ago would have gone number two overall when you pick 26, I'm like, huh, how far do we let them drop before we're like, Hey, he's a really effing good running back. I'll pick him. Uh, and if your alternative is, what do you guys think? The best running back prospect I've seen in 11 years or the eighth defensive end off the board. Like I, I think the debate then at least becomes worth having. 
I think if Bijan ended up being the Cowboys pick, if he made it to 26 and he was a Cowboys pick, I would go, eh, probably don't love the value. Probably would have gone with a different position. Also, man, this is fun. He's really good. <laughs> See, I, I think if Bijan falls to 26, I think the Cowboys should pick up the telephone and trade back. Trade, like, out of the first round. Oh, and Captain Trade Down loves to trade. Like, and go pick up some more picks. Like, yeah, if, I mean, I don't think anybody's coming up for Bijan, but if you you're just talking about bailing in general, to I mean, if there's somebody who looks at it and say like, man, we could really, we really want this kid and whatever, then okay, go get go get you uh, some more picks for the draft instead of instead of just now business wise, yes, Bijan would be oh. great for Cowboy business. Oh, that's why if he's available, he's getting picked by the Cowboys. It would be phenomenal. For for Cowboys jersey sales, for I mean everything business wise, it would be great. That'll be the first Jerry pick in forever. Jerry will go. He's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean the, the 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 things that you could do with a, a running back who went to Texas and now playing for Texas's team and essentially America's team, the marketing dollars in that would be, I mean, for Bijan would be crazy. For the Cowboys, it would be crazy, and you would you would now you would get that contingency of Longhorn fans as well buying jerseys because of Bijan, and it, it would be great for business. I don't necessarily think it would be great for decision making. When you, I think you can just get better, I think you can just get more at that position instead of settling for a running back, which I think Kamadama doesn't. That is the hard part. Is I think I can get eighty-five to ninety percent of him somewhere else. And that's harder to do at other positions. Um, and so I get it. I get it. I love Jameer Gibbs too. Oh, and the other thing, here's one of the reasons that I kind of don't want Bijan Robinson and it is not his fault. Uh, I think if you have a $10 million running back in Tony Pollard, you're going to use him. And I think if you have a first round pick in Bijan Robinson, you're going to use him. And I'm going to be sitting here going, why the hell are you running the ball so effing much? Why are you wasting your time? And the crazy crap? part about this, the crazy part about it, what's really going to frustrate the hell out of you is we're going to look up and go, Bijan is a better running back all around, blocking, passing, catching, all around. We're going to say that, and then we're going to say, we have a $10 million running back that's just sitting on the sideline. And then we're going to, like you said, we're going to get so upset because there's going to be a contingent of fans that are saying, that can look at the game and go, Bijan's better. And every shape, every shape imagine and form, Bijan's better. And the other half's going to go, but we gave $10 million, which would be probably like third highest among average salaries in, in you know, base salaries in one year across the National Football League. And they're saying, we got to split carries with a $10 million dude and a running back who we already know is better than the guy we gave $10 million to? That's because the NFL's order of operations sucks. You had to franchise tag the guy before the draft, so you don't know if you're going to get that first-round running back. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't want them to get a first-round running back, but I do think that B. John Robinson is incredible. And that is about that. So I'm going to give you five mock drafts, and I'll give you a thumbnail on the player um, that they pick here. I have five mock drafts. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN. Danny Kelly from The Ringer, Jordan Reed from ESPN, Synthony Freeland from the NFL, and Bucky Brooks from the NFL. Tar Heel. Uh, we'll go with Tar Heel first. Bucky Brooks has Brian Breesey, defensive tackle, Clemson. Um, and so I think most of these, most of these are going to fit at least your general idea where it's like, ooh, I want help in the middle. Ooh, I want help here. Ooh, they could use some help here. 
Uh, Brian Breesey is a defensive tackle at Clemson that uh, on tape this year I don't think is worth a first-round pick at all. But he's also a redshirt sophomore who a year ago people thought would be like a top 10 guy. And then he dealt with injury and then he lost his sister this year. And then he had some other stuff going on. Like he had a lot going on. Um, and so I could see him being picked in that range. And at least it is a spot that I think Cowboy fans would like to see them strengthen. Uh, he's just a tough one because his tape, his most recent football tape, I don't think is worth being picked in the first round. He does have tape that exists that should put him in the first round when he's 19 and 20 years old. Um, but defensive tackle, I think you're okay with that, at least in theory. For me, no, I, I am other, I am other, other mindset when it comes to my defensive guys, I want guys who are already in the league. Oh, I, you want your big bodies to just be vets. They brought Jonathan Hankins back. Sweet. I, yeah, I, I do I, want I, one more. I, 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 I am, I'll never be a GM, but if the day ever comes that I am, my defense will will consist of sprinkled in very very few rookies. I want veterans. I want guys who've been in the league three or four years. I want guys who understand the game. Um, I want guys who know that it is to be a professional. Who can you can you can load up with information, and they're not they not be confused and their play not be slowed because of it. Uh, because that, that's what I want, especially for a ready now team. Like this is the Cowboys team is a ready now team. So the more rookies you add to it, the more you had to still work through the rookie progress. Not for like that's why I said defensively, give me veterans. I, I wouldn't unless I had a surefire Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons type deal in the, in the top. Then I'm I'm a, I'm off of defensive guys, especially guys like that up front, like defensive linemen in the first round. That's just I already okay. I already know which one you're gonna like the best. Then Cynthia Free Cynthia Freeland goes with B. John Robinson. We've already done that, so we'll move past it. Jordan Reed goes with Kalijah Cansey, defensive tackle at Pitt. Tell me if you've heard this before. He's a defensive tackle at Pitt. He looks like a miniature Aaron Donald. I've heard it, yeah. He's undersized. Uh, no. He's an incredible athlete. He's Tell super you. strong. He's in, got great production. Uh, Every time my- guys go chasing that waterfall of he used to be like so-and-so, you fail. You fail. You fail. You fail because he's never going to live up to the to... guys, gals, people of the universe. I love Kalijah Kansi. You guys, Aaron Donald is generational. Guys like Aaron Donald don't come around like that. They only come from Pitt when they're undersized D-tackles. Maybe the next one that's undersized that t- Pitt you take. I'm just telling you guys, this never works out. It never works. And it sucks for that kid because the comparison for him will always be arguably the greatest def- interior defensive lineman in NFL history, right? Like like Aaron Donald will, will, will probably leave this game as arguably the best defensive interior defensive lineman in NFL history. And – if you don't get to that, if you don't get defensive player of the year, if you don't get double digit double digit sack seasons, you're gonna be like, well, you weren't Aaron Donald. No, no ish, Sherlock. Not many are. There's been there's been hundreds of players who come through this league, undersized, oversized, had the numbers, didn't have the numbers, flexibility, non flexibility, strong, athletic. That ain't Aaron Donald. So if you start chasing that waterfall of the next Aaron Donald. You're going to find yourself like that dude sat in that TLC video when he got the results back 
from what he just tra- uh, transact tra- tra- transact what wins. what. What? Uh, yeah. So Kalijah Kansi, I think, would be the lightest defensive tackle in the NFL. Uh, he's six foot, maybe six one, and I think he might have the shortest arms, give or take, in the NFL for a defensive tackle. And I love him. I don't think he makes it to twenty six, but if he does, I'd be okay with it. But that's people don't want to take first round picks that don't check their boxes, and he has boxes he does not check. And I think the Cowboys might look at it and be like, eh undersized, not long-armed. I don't give a crap how good an athlete he is or how much production he had in college. He's missing some boxes. It's my first-round pick. I want to check all the boxes. Next name, Dalton Kincaid, tight end, Utah, from Danny Kelly at the ringer. Dalton Kincaid blocks like me and you, um, but Dalton Kincaid at Utah, they split him out, and he is a hellified route runner, go-getter, snatch the ball. Uh, he's a really good player. He ain't an NFL blocker. I don't care. I oh, do really. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna like the next guy because the next guy is Michael Mayer at Notre Dame, the tight end, and he's he's the Witten type. He is in line, blocks his ass off, runs the Y option. He's stiff. He's bulky. He's big. He's he's Gronk esque again. But give me the flexy, sexy. You want juice? This is where we're at, bro. Like this is where we're at. If we're going to get Dak to 5,500 yards and 45 touchdowns, give me the flexy sexy. I don't care about blocking, okay? Don't care. I do not care about tight ends and interior blocking. Bring in another tackle. Don't care. I don't care. Well, that's Darnell Washington. That's my tight end. Darnell Washington's the extra tackle who's also a stud athlete that catches the ball. Get this guy. If, If you're going to run the West Coast offense, the true West Coast offense, quick Bang, 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 strike offense. Give me the flexy sexy and let's freaking party. Give me Cooks. Give me Lamb. Give me Tony Pollard. Give me Hendershot, whichever, Fergushot, whatever one you other one. And give me the other flexy sexy guy and give me a healthy Dak Prescott. And as you would say, pat that B two times and let that thing go. Let's B2. Yeah, I, I don't care about blocking. I don't that is that is dinosaur football. That is dinosaur football. Let's spread this thing wide and get to work. That's all I got today, Jesse. Yeah, give me give me the flexi sexy. I want the flexi sexy. This is a passing league. If you want your quarterback to be worth 60 million dollars or whatever he's making this year, 50 million dollars. Then let him throw that thing to a flexy sexy. Let him throw that thing to Brandon Cooks. Let him throw that thing to CeeDee Lamb. Let him go have 5,500 yards. Let's go have 3,000 yard receivers. Go get 45 tutties. And let's see where we're at at the end of the day. Let's let's run this thing up and get up on football teams. Uh and 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 then let Michael Parsons do what he does on defensively. Like, let's go. Like, let's go. I don't care about blocking. Blocking is overrated from tight end. That is, this is, those days are done, bro. Those days are done. Spread that thing. Pat that B two times and let's ride. That's where I'm at. That That's where Jay Holly is at right there. I don't care about blocking from my tight end. You want somebody to block, give them a 70 number. Give them a 60 number. Let those fat boys block. Give me the flexi sexy. Put them in one of those sweet numbers and let them ride. Put them in number zero. That's allowed now, I think, for tight ends. I don't know. 
Um, that's an ender. I have nothing better than that, and I never will. So that's Jesse Holly. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. This is Believe in the Dallas Cowboys, presented by Bet Online. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Bye. Eliminate the contingencies. Get me a fleshy sexy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.